G'day and welcome to The Grass is Greener. My name is Tim Henry. I'm a financial advisor in Melbourne. And every week, my guests and I dissect your everyday challenges. We'll get you clearer on your goals and give you financial tips to make it happen. If this is your first time tuning in to The Grass is Greener, make sure you subscribe to the show on your platform of choice so you'll automatically receive each episode as soon as it's released. G'day, wherever you're tuning in from, hope you're having a great day. You might be out walking the dog, walking yourself or driving home. Hope it's going well. Got a great episode today. We are talking about the power of dreams and adventures in your life. Something that we don't often allow ourselves the time uh, to really do it justice. And they could be big things or they could just be small things, small things we've always really wanted to do. And wanted to get a guest on who really taps into this. And it's a financial advisor in Sydney who has really put in a lot of work to help deliver some great content on dreams and adventures to her clients. Peter Diamantides runs a business called Caboodle Financial Services in Sydney. She's a presenter as well, and she's also an author. She's written two books, Finance Action Hero, Part 1 and 2, And Peter was just a great person to get on to chat about this. I recently sat as a customer. I signed up as one of Peter's customers because she put on a session for her clients and for anyone actually called Your First Imaginarium and tapping into your dreams and adventures. And and what the Imaginarium really was, was um, really being inspired to write a whole lot of things that you really do want to do in life. So I wanted to get Peter onto the show to just openly chat and what we really did in that in the half an hour or so was just had an open chat about the importance of of dreams and adventures in our lives. Why is it so important to our personal well-being? Why is it so important for us to to write these things down rather than having having them swim around in your head with all of the the small things in the world and problems that you've got as well? the power of, of that and, and actually getting clarity on what you want to do. We touched on things like uh, curiosity. We touched on things like you know, the small things that uh, might make you happy, things that you might have always wanted to do. I just wanted to read before I introduce you to Peter, a small part out of the, the front page of the Imaginarium. We, I've got my own Imaginarium where I've written down some, some fantastic adventures. We just need to start opening our minds up to possible dreams and ideas and then start noting them down as they occur to us. Uh, The Imaginarium is the place where all your future adventures wait ready for their moment. Great words because if we're not actually writing this down, if we're not actually creating space for it, how's it ever going to happen? It's not going to happen by accident. Enjoy the chat with Peter Diamantides. If you're looking for a community of like-minded people who are going on a journey similar to you, then I invite you to join the Grass is Greener Facebook group where you can connect, share and learn from other people just like you. How are you, Peter? I'm really well. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's great uh, to have you because 
Um, I think this is something that I've been looking forward to having this chat with you because it's uh, an element of what we've been trying to bring to financial advice. I think we're both passionate about this and we, we know what it can do. Um, dreams and adventures. And I know it's something that you you are equally passionate about. Absolutely. And we're sort of, I mean, in the industry, we're almost the weirdos dancing on the hill, aren't we, on this stuff? So it's not <laughs> it's not necessarily everybody that's into it, but we certainly are. Yeah. <laughs> I think what we both have tapped into here is that dreams and adventures really have the power. Uh, when we generate these and combine them with a real plan to achieve them, can be very powerful. But um, before we get into all of that, Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, both personally and professionally. Right. Well, I, you know, back when I was a kid, I had a sort of natural leaning towards mathematics, you know, I've, which hence <laughs> the career I'm in. Um, but when, yep. you know, I say a natural leaning, you know, well into mind bending problems, you know, those sort of, remember those games where it was like Bob's wearing a red hat, Judy's a teacher, you know, what does Bob's brother do? <laughs> you know, those sort of. Really yeah, weird. Yeah. yeah. I was sort of doing those at 11 or 12, you know, so a uh, bit of a weirdo. Uh, and mathematics was sort of all that logical thinking was really sort of my natural language, I guess I'd say. Yeah. In fact, so much so I'm appalling at actual languages. Cannot learn a language to save my life. <laughs> I have to say I haven't done language. that either. <laughs> right. I just, I've tried and I, it's, I just don't have that, that bit, that part of the brain. Yeah. Um, but interestingly, you know, while mathematical, I also really loved sort of reading science fiction, fantasy, The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, you know, all that sort of stuff and developed a real love of movies, particularly adventure classics, you know, Back to the Future, Princess Bride, Indiana Jones. So I sort of had this, I guess, strange mix now that I think back when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up doing, would you believe, actuarial studies at university. Now, for the listener who maybe doesn't know what an actuary <laughs> is or what actuarial studies is, it's basically sort of financial mathematics. Um, yep. And, you know, my life at uni was, well, you just need to think of the Big Bang Theory. I went to uni with a hundred Sheldons. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they were like, they're particularly like that. Could be um, fun. Super bright, super bright. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, I sort of, then fell into, I guess you'd say, corporate finance and investment banking after uni um, yep. and sort of ended up sort of tamping down my love of sort of books and movies and all that sort of adventure and fun. I sort of became that sort of corporate working with companies' finances into individuals' finances. And that's when I became a financial advisor, you know, which sort of brought me here today. As you just said, that brings you to being a financial advisor and this is where we get to see all the dynamics that go into what personal advice looks like. And mm. finances are only one part of that, aren't they? Yeah, they really are. And and it's an interesting realisation when you've spent as much of your life studying and then sort of working with money and finance yeah. to come to the realisation that it's actually not the point. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a, it's, you know, it's a bit confronting um, to realize that, to go, wait a minute, this isn't actually the point. I need to shift my mindset uh, and become more about the living, you know, and yeah. less about the money. And that's where I started to get more focused on dreams and the adventures and the way people sort of live their lives, um, which is really important because 
So many people, you would see this too when we when we work with our clients um, and they share a lot with us, right? So, I mean, it's quite a, an intimate connection in that sense because we learn yeah. so much about them. Um, but, you know, it's amazing how many people we interact with are making really big choices in life, you know, about their future. But those choices are based on sort of other people's plans or maybe just because it yeah. seemed like the thing to do. I'm sure you see that too. All the time. Well, I think... I sort of feel like, don't don't you, that it's because we're all so busy. Yeah. When someone says, okay, Peter, sit down right now. Give me your your five-year plan. Right, Tell me what it is right now. You, everyone's going to panic, aren't they? Because, like, <laughs> I haven't got one. <laughs> yeah. And I think also, though, we we probably need to acknowledge that um, maybe 40 or 50 years ago, there were far fewer choices yeah. um, generally. Um, even just at the shops, I might add, <laughs> go to a shopping centre and suddenly there's far more than it used to be, but in life generally. And I think, you know, those choices are something that it becomes difficult to engage with, like you say, because of overwhelm. Um, but the danger is that we sort of use just the default, you know, maybe what society expects or what others do. And, you know, that's okay in isolation. You know, imagine, you know, you go on a gorgeous holiday and, you know, maybe it's, I don't know, Margaret River or Mornington Peninsula or Port Macquarie, you know, whatever your <laughs> yeah. retreat of choice is, you know, and you're on holiday and you decide to head out for a walk and you're just going to explore, right? And partway through you're exploring, you sort of go, oh, we've come across a path. Why don't we just follow the path and see where it leads? You know, and that's actually a lovely thing to do on holiday, right? It's you just sort of follow it and 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 it's that mini adventure. You know, yeah. it's a great way to see the landscape and you can really just enjoy the world around you. Unfortunately, you know, that same approach of sort of just following the path in front of you, it's not really a great way to determine your future. You know, either sort of doing something because it's what society ex expects or your family expects or your peers expect, you know, or maybe it's just the thing to do. Yeah, you know? I think it's, that's I, it. I is think it's... Exactly. A lot of times it is people just saying, well, isn't that what I'm supposed to do? Well, I reckon the one that I right. hear a lot is we want an investment property or we want to have three investment properties. Okay, why do you want to do that? Um, oh, isn't that what I'm supposed to do? Yeah, 100%. To get wealthy. Exactly. You know, and right. And they sort of, we never question where that path that we're just sort of stumbling onto leads. You know, do you even know where it leads? And is that a place or is that a version of yourself you really want anyway? You know, have you yeah, consciously right. chosen that? Right. And, and is the journey to get there going to feel like a, a great adventure or is it just going to feel like something you should do? You know, <laughs> yeah. And I think, I mean, maybe it's, it's really it is, common. Maybe it is sometimes that we might think, well, they, someone over there, they seem to have life in control and they seem to be happy and they've got an investment property. Yeah. So that must be the, the formula. And it's like, okay, well, that's all right, good. absolutely. So long as, are they really happy? <laughs> Did you ask them? Do you know under the bonnet what's right. going on? Um, all of that. And we do it with all sorts of facets of our lives, don't we? I mean, I'm a really good example of that. I studied actuarial studies. Seems random. It's not actually. My dad studied actuarial studies and I know loads of actuaries. And they're all maths people. And I went, I'm a maths person. I'll study <laughs> actuarial studies, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> You know, when I ended up in investment banking, that was a, well, people with my qualifications, that's the sort of thing they do, right? So looking back, even just when I think about my career choices, I made a whole lot of those choices based on external factors and far less about what I really actually wanted or was interested in. And I, you might have the same. You might have yeah. fallen into a whole lot of things just because, well, 
that seems like the thing to do. I think we have uh, all of us over over the years, and maybe it's a bit of life experience that starts to um, help you develop the feeling that uh, I need to get a bit more deliberate about things. And maybe it is that we start mm. looking at the time horizon, going, "I've already been on this earth for a certain amount of time. I've only got a certain amount left." Um, what I'd love to chat about, Peter, is you know you've touched on the fact that we're you know you're a mass you got that mass brain. Um, I know that you've you've really tried to develop various ways to help inject this feeling of adventure and fun into what you do with your clients. And we've just touched on some of those um, reasons for that. But what do you think is the real, what happens for people once we can open our minds up to, to dreams and ideas like this? Yeah, it's... Um... It's sort of what it does is it reframes the way we look at success, I think. You know, I think, um, you know, happiness is such a nebulous sort of thing to chase. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? I mean, it, you, it's, a, it's a bit of a failure, I think, in society, the, the amount we talk about that, because what is that exactly? Yeah. <laughs> How do I know if I've got it? You know, have I caught happiness yet? You know, um, so it's a bit tough. And, and of course, you know, a default thing for lots of people is, is well, I should just you know, make more money, surely, right? Yeah. Whereas for me, the dreams and the fun and the ideas is about, you know, success looking more like a life filled with adventure. You know, big ones, little ones, some of them being really successful, sometimes, some of them being abject failures. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that happens too. But all of it is done with purpose and intent. You can have fun with purpose. Yeah, right? you exactly can have adventures right. with purpose. Um, and the thing, the, the way to do that though is we sort of really need to tap into sort of curiosity and courage. They're quite simple things and we've all yeah. got them. But, you know, we've sort of got to relearn that. You know, and my hope is when, you know, many years in the future, hopefully, I can look back on my life and I'll just be amazed at all the wonderful things that I got to take part in. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. that's what I'd love to be able to, to sort of believe and remember. And I'd love to, you know, have other people feel that same way and just feel like you haven't wasted your time. I mean, we've all heard stories of people, you know, on their deathbeds talking to people and they never mm -hmm. talk about the money they have. No, that's right. You know, they, they, they talk about the things they didn't do. Yeah, that's right. You know, oh, well, and I think... Yeah, that, uh, that's a great great point that you make there because I think um, having a, a, uh, a set of adventures or things that you've done that actually personally mean something to you i think this is what yeah. we're getting at isn't it it's got to really yeah. connect with you as a person not for those other superficial reasons a absolutely and and that's why curious curiosity plays a part because you've got to work out what's out there yeah. I mean, it's, you've got to actually sort of stick your head up out of your phone uh, and and really look around and start to sort of collect those things Oh, that's interesting. You know, I had that. So you've got to start to sort of almost collect, I guess you could call it a, a wish list, but it's a whole lot of things you want to experience or see or do or go to or do with, you know, maybe something yeah. you'd love to do with a grandparent or something. You'd love, you know, all of those things that you just start a list of them all, right? It's sort of like building out the possibilities, you know, and, and letting yourself imagine that that's possible. And you'll end up adding to it on a daily basis. You know, you'll watch a movie and you'll add something to the list. You'll be scrolling through Instagram and you'll add something to the list. I mean, I just did it recently. So, 
uh, when it saw Top Gun Maverick, which was fantastic <laughs> fun. I mean, I no storyline at all, but fabulous. It's fabulous. Yeah. It's so worth doing. Great fun. And I added... I want Not to just for the uh, volleyball scene, was it, uh, Peter? Yeah, correct. There's, there is an equivalent, <laughs> I might add. For the listeners out that. there, there is an equivalent <laughs> to the volleyball scene. Um, but, you know, I added to my list flying in a jet fighter. I just I, And it's something I'd forgotten I'd always wanted to do. Um, and seeing the movie, having that feeling, the music and all of that, I'm like, that's going on the list, you know. And it can be all sorts of things. I've got guest lecturing at Stanford on my list, volunteering at the penguin enclosure down on Phillip Island, you know, heading to Uluru. I've never seen Uluru and we're doing that in September. So the key though, I think if you're going to do this and it work, you can't second guess what you add to the list. Yep. You know, so you can't let that part of your brain go, Mm-mm, that's never going to happen. You know, <laughs> Which we've all got <laughs> that, right. right? We've all got that we've all got part that. of our brain that's like, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you kidding yourself? It's never going to happen. <laughs> Exactly. Now, the point is just to start collecting these dreams, you know, these future adventures um, and things you're curious about. They don't even have to be things you're certain you want to do. They just really grab your attention. You know, you're curious about them. And that sort of means you've captured your future adventures, you know, all in one place. And then it's just a matter of picking one and making it happen, you know. The interesting thing is we're going to touch on that a little bit later. But the interesting thing that you just said is collecting. And quite often I think that, well, I do think this big time, in today's digital world, we, we're we on our phones and we've got a lot of thoughts running through our head. So um, the power of writing some of these things down is really um, interesting how powerful that is, I think, because you, you start having a list and collecting a list that you've written down, it's no longer in your head continually knocking on the door for attention. It's actually been given that attention by putting it in writing. Exactly. And it's also, um, it stops it from sort of being drowned out by minutia as well. You know, our brains can get caught up in, oh, got to buy milk, got to buy bread, got to like, (laughs) you know, all those little things, which is natural. Not um, that much adventure in that. Right. And, (laughs) And so I think making that list, you're right, you know, so it doesn't let it be drowned out, but it also puts a pin in it in your brain. It holds on to it, you know, and it says, right, this is on the list. And to be honest, I mean, my list is something, if I've got a bit of a flat day or, you know, you have one of those weeks where you're just like, ugh, it's exhausting, then I'll actually sort of kick back and take a look through my list and I'll just sort sort of scroll through it, you know, browse through my list and it's quite uplifting. You know, because you remember the excitement of that possibility, you know. And things looking, that you might be working to. They don't need to be big things. Yeah. 100%. And they could even be little things. It could be a book you've always wanted to read, you know, a restaurant you want to go to, like all sorts of things. But it is, there's an energy to that um, that is a bit like that holiday that you plan for. Lots of people will plan a holiday as a way to sort of work their way through, yeah. you know, maybe a six months or a year. I mean, my argument is we should have that feeling all the time. Because there's lots of little adventures that we're having, you know, throughout the year that we can be excited about and be enthusiastic about. So I think you're right. Sort of collecting or curating your future adventures in one place is such an important first step. Um, I personally think as well, um, tell me if you agree with this, but when we've done this with clients and helped them start to tap into these dreams and aspirations and things that are really they really want to do all of a sudden all the other 
what I might call default options. You talked about it before that there's so many choices out there. We've got them all on a, on a list in our head because it's like we haven't actually made the choice yet, so they're all in there. All of a sudden, they they just get shown the, the exit door and we can just totally focus our attention on these things that, that give us happiness or, or fulfilment or purpose or whatever it is. Absolutely. It's sort of like you um, you start painting a, a wonderful tapestry for yeah. your life. So it's not that it's a single thing. I'm, I just don't believe in single life goals. I just, I, I just don't think that's how life works, right? We all change and move and the things we do, you know, everything we do in a day doesn't have a single purpose aside from, you know, being alive, right? But, yeah. but I think, you know, the building this tapestry of the future – you're absolutely right. If you don't have that at all, well, your brain just fills it with gumph. Yeah, you know? that's right. and, and a lot of that gumph can and come from, mess. you know, advertising. It is a mess and it's it's conditioning. We'll see certain ads and they'll talk about buying a home, having kids, retiring, you know, <laughs> and, right. and repeat, change order. But really, yeah. I mean, there's a certain things. It was just, that's just what life is. It's like, really? That's all? <laughs> you know, I yeah. think it's a little more than that. Um, and so this, you're right, this list can, can build that tapestry and, and, and give you clarity, you know, really start to give you clarity and enthusiasm. One of the things I just want to touch on, and we sort of touched on a little bit um, through that uh, little chat then, we both would have seen in our times and lots of financial advisors would see uh, people with a lot of money coming to see us but I think we also know instinctively that just having a shared load of money doesn't equal by default happiness or success so if you were to sort of have the formula now I'm not saying that money's irrelevant because it is relevant we all need money to fulfill uh, to fulfill some of these things what's the formula look, look like for you yeah so to me uh, actually, the thing that I would measure rather than money would be the feeling of freedom, meaning how free do you feel to make a choice or to leap? Yeah. You know, and now freedom comes from um, feeling like you're on top of things. You know, it comes from feeling like your money stuff sorted. You know, money does factor yep. into that, but it's more about it. I've just got it sorted. It's okay. And maybe you're building up you know, a bit of a adventure fund or something so that you're ready to <laughs> yeah. leap. But, but to me, a feeling of freedom is something actually that I think most people don't ever manage to attain, to be quite honest. I think it's something that, that they don't realize is sort of, to me, what happiness is. It's that sort of liberated yeah. feeling that you can look at all of these opportunities in front of you and you could just step into one of them. You know, and, and I, freedom to me doesn't mean single, unshackled by debt. You know, it's not, it's not that. No. It's you're on top of it and you see all the choices out there and you know which one you want to take. You yeah, know? I so think the point you're making is, is you've got to define that for yourself. Yes. And that tapestry yes. is unique to you. Uh, yes, so, so only unique. you have the ability to create this and... I think that's probably where we're getting to with this is, oh, you know, Aussies, we're all, we like to think of ourselves as laid back cats and we, you know, we don't really get too stressed about things. But that we do need to be a little bit deliberate in some of this because if we're not, then we're just on autopilot. 
Yeah, we are. And I think, you know, because, so the tapestry is great. Then, you know, picking something that is, that you're working towards, like you say, you sort of choose something off the tapestry to work towards. The power in that is, you know, a dream and adventure, call it a goal. I find yeah. goals a bit dull as a word, but you know, call it yeah. a goal can give you guardrails for your choices and your behaviors as you head towards it. It, it just sort of gives you those little guardrails you can nudge against yeah. so that any choice that comes up, you can still head towards that goal. You can still achieve that adventure, you know. So, And that can be whether it's how you spend your time, how you spend your money, you know, any of those things. Um, that's what's great about when you choose. When you don't, we all just sort of, you know, futz around and mm, well, I don't yeah. know. And that's when there's a lot of doubt. You know, yep. a lot of people second-guessing themselves, uncertain how to make choices. They're looking for logic, but the problem isn't the logic. It's that they don't know where they're heading. Yep, that's right. You know, and, and where they're heading will define it. Um, we get that all the time, right? Oh, I've got this uh, money to invest. And you know, what's the best invest? I mean, what's the best thing to invest in? <laughs> yeah. Well, what are you going to use it for is generally the first thing we yeah, would what ask. what sort of right? life do you want? How much money do you what, want to What's the be able point of the money? Yeah, what are you going to do with it? <laughs> exactly. Um, and until you know that, there is no answer to what's the best investment. Yeah. You know, it'll come down to what you're going to do with it. So so those that power of those guardrails from a goal. And also a goal gives you momentum. You know, when once you've worked it out and you've narrowed down that thing you're working towards, then it'll tell you the first step and then it'll provide you with the momentum to keep on going. Uh, whereas if you don't have any of that, um, then often it can just feel like you're in a hamster wheel. Yeah. And you just sort of work, eat, sleep, work, eat, sleep. You know, it's um, and that's not living. Especially me. if the goal uh, just itself existing. has just been, uh, there's not much behind it. So if you've done what you've talked about and you said, okay, well, we've got, I've thought about what I want to do. I, I want these adventures. I want these experiences. This is something I've always been passionate about. I'm now going to create a goal and some actions to set out to achieve that, that goal now has meaning. So that's when you, oh, the, the mm. word goal is actually really relevant, I reckon. But when people just yeah. say, look, oh, what will I do? I don't know. I'll just invent a goal. Uh, <laughs> going to fall over for sure. Absolutely. And, and it's natural. This is not something we're taught. So no. to be clear to the listener that – this is, you shouldn't expect that you naturally have this. Um, no. We're not taught to operate this way. Um, I think we should be. You know, I think there should – imagination, curiosity, the courage to leap in, all of those things I think we could do with more of when we're younger. Um, yeah. Whereas, in fact, we get more structure and limited thinking. And, you know, like, so I think, you know, we can't expect that we're going to have this. But, but if you can build that list, if you can then pick something, I think – you know, what I see, and I do a lot of presentations on this sort of thing and people get really excited and <laughs> they discover things they've, you know, forgotten they wanted to do. You might have yeah. had that, you know, after the session you attended and you've written down some things, there's probably something that you wrote down that you'd forgotten you'd always wanted to do. Mm. You know, I bet there was. And that's quite common. But interestingly, what I find is there's still something that actually holds people back at that point, you know, and it's it's a pretty simple thing. But it's really an overwhelming emotion and it's guilt, to be honest. You know, can I really afford this? You know, should I be planning for an adventure when, you know, I can't yeah. even get the basics of life sorted? You know, they sort of, lots of people feel like they're just sort of stumbling through life and feel like they're behind their peers. Every person that I speak yes. to 
feels like they're not as far ahead as their friends or family or peers at work. Now, that isn't possible. Everybody can't be behind no. everybody else. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, it's the gra- you know, it, grass is greener, can I say, uh, Peter? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I think this belief or conditioning that we're all failing at adulting because that's sort of what we're talking about there right yeah. it's just it's adulting it's being on top of things it's it's getting things sorted um that's the second part of the sort of work that I've been doing is just helping people automate and schedule that adulting yeah you know and then getting them to sort of work on i call it the freedom gap you know so the gap between what they earn and spend the wider the gap then the more freedom we have to do those adventures Yes. So, you know, those things, I think once you've got that, there's sort of an unshackling that happens. We're unshackled from all that life admin and and all those painful tasks, you know, and we feel confident, we feel organized, we feel well-funded, you know, and then you can sort of, you see, basically there's no adventure, you know, that isn't within reach. I think that's it, isn't it? You mentioned the word before. Once you think that way, it's powerful. Exactly. Possibilities. And I think momentum creates more momentum. So quite often I think that we're all guilty of saying, oh, look, is that really possible? I'm not sure. Probably not. So we won't put that on the list or we won't even dare to dream about that. The challenge for us all is to say, well, let's get it on the list. Uh, Let's really road test that. If we can't do it, fair enough, we might have to take it off. But let's give it a crack first. And you know what, we're, I'm not, like I said before, you know, I'm a really logic maths brain person. I'm not a woo-woo person as I would <laughs> describe it. But, you know, the thing I have learned is that if you put something out there as something you'd love to do, the universe gets on the case. Yeah. You know, once you sort of really both visualise, note it down, verbalise those things, they get on the case. I mean, I've got on my list being an astronaut. Now, at the age of, well, I turn 50 next year. So uh, it's unlikely I'm going to be called up for Australia's uh, space race. Um, <laughs> I was an astronaut, but a couple of years ago, I'd, I'd put it on my list a number of years ago, and and I actually was attending a conference in the US for podcasting, actually, funnily enough. Um, and there was an application to do a tour of the Kennedy Center, well, you oh, know, cool. and all of the background and meet all the scientists and meet some some astronauts. And having written that down, I'm like, well, of course I'm going to apply. I mean, to be honest, I didn't have a podcast at that point and they wanted people that would do a podcast about them. It was a PR yeah. exercise. But I was so driven to, you know, really explore this thing that I actually got on the list and I ended up interacting with all these wonderful, wow. clever and fascinating people. You know, so the universe has got your back. You yeah. know? So. You've got to be able to enunciate it um, and then also let yourself sort of move beyond adulting as the benchmark and sort of start really living, you know, and really sort of owning that as something you should work towards. One of the things I was just going to mention before when you said what are the th- things that stop us, I think some of, sometimes it can be that, that, you know, you're you're at a certain age, is it stupid to – it might not even be something that costs money. So I had – uh, I've got a family that's pretty musical. My sister was really great piano player as a kid. My brother is a really good musician. And I have not done one note of music in my life, really. And I decided this year to uh, start learning the banjo. Now, that was a instrument I was always interested in. But over and over, it's just like, 
who are you kidding to try and learn a musical instrument at the age of 53? And yeah. it's been fantastic. I actually love it. Right. Different experience, using a different part of your brain. It's actually starting to sound like it could resemble music. So, um, but even just the pure learning joy of too. it. Yeah, yeah, pure joy. And yeah. you can just go and pick it up and strum away. There's no structuring of time or anything. So it's, it's no, a real freedom the, uh, thing. It is. And, and, you know, none of that's impacting anybody else. No. You know, there's not great. a downside to you doing this. You know, and in fact, if there was one single thing actually that, you know, your listeners could take away and it's really important and it's going to sound overly simple, but you are not too old and it is not too late. <laughs> no, that's I right. can't tell you how many times I hear people say, yeah, but I'm too old to do that. Yeah. I've heard a 25-year-old say that about something, right? We condition ourselves. We tell ourselves stories to almost give us an opt-out. To, oh, I'm just too old. I'm never going to be able to do that, you know. <laughs> um, and it's simply not true. It's simply not true. You can be the hero in your own story and your story can be full of things that perhaps other people your age aren't doing. You know, it's entirely up to you. Um, you've just got to believe that your dreams are possible. And trust that, you know, by sort of leaning into life's adventures that, like we were saying, the universe has got your back. They'll bring those chances across you. You've just got to lean in. Well, one of the reasons I, w I wanted you to come on to have a chat, Peter, is I was sat on a session with you recently as a as a punter. I, I just joined as a, a punter off the street <laughs> and I did my first Imaginarium. Uh, I would love you to explain what the Imaginarium is and tell the, our listeners a little bit about the journey you went through to create it because it was really cool. Yeah, so your Imaginarium is like, the, it's the library of all of your dreams, right? It's it's this library of all the future adventures and all the possibilities. And it's, it's the and the reason I call it something like the Imaginarium is because I wanted it to be more than a list. You know, I yep. wanted it to be more than just things written down. I, you know, hopefully people can end up picturing this thing, right? It feels like a place to them. It feels like a future. Um, and so the exercise we went through that you were part of was then working through loads and loads and loads of questions to untap all of those things we've dismissed in the past or we've forgotten or, you know, we didn't remember as kids we always wanted to do. And there's so many of them. Once, And everybody takes a different amount of time, to be fair. Some people can do a session like you attended and write down 70 things. Yeah, you know, they're just on it. <laughs> yep, 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 you know, and you can see them. And others, I find a number of people on the day might struggle a little, but it sits with them. And then I get messages in the days following and they've been writing loads down afterwards. Mm. It was, it's like they've sort of got to go process. through the process of unshackling themselves a little, letting yep. themselves imagine, you know, and, and that's a protection thing, isn't it? It's, it's, we're protecting us, protecting ourselves from disappointment. Um, <laughs> so I think, you know, some people have to unshackle that. So we just go through question after question after question, you know, is there a loved one you'd love to take to something they've always wanted to do? Is there, you know, and we just ask loads of questions about your past, about the things you want to do. And, and it just builds out this imaginarium so that then once you start that building that muscle, you can't help but add to it in the future. And it's important that this not be a static thing. You know, it should be constantly being added to. If I was to open mine now, you know, I'm constantly writing into it, into it and also ticking things off. 
you know, I'm actively knocking those yeah. things off. When somebody's, oh, we've got a spare weekend this weekend, I open my imaginarium, you know, because I'll have written something down. Oh, I want to go to, you know, see the the penguins. I want to go and you know, whatever the thing is. Um, and they don't have to cost money. They're just things you want to do. So that exercise, um, it's great fun. And in fact, I've even done it with um, teams, you know, for businesses. It's a wonderful sort yeah. of team building exercise because you learn stuff about your colleagues that you never knew. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, and we actually had, we did this exercise with our team and we have um, a wonderful team member, Hillary, who is sort of the, one of the older team members. And we've got, of course, the lovely young whippersnappers, right? And so Hillary's actually talking about her, you know, she was struggling a bit um, at adding things to her list and the, the younger members were trying to encourage her. And, and what came to light is, Hillary had been, when she's young, she had travelled the world like you would not believe. Like she has seen, she drove wow. into Afghanistan. And like just this stuff that even now would be crazy back yeah. then, sheer bonkers, right? So, and to see the look on these young staff face, looking at Hillary, thinking of her as the older, staid member of the team, <laughs> and then hearing right. about this stuff that she'd lived and done. I mean, she proved to be inspiring. Yep. to the team, you know, so it's, That's it's cool, really a it? wonderful, yeah, it's a wonderful energy from this stuff. I've even had people uh, create a sort of club within the business that are, all right, what are we going to do this weekend? So they sort of use it as inspiration for like a social club, you know, and they, they knock things off their list that way. So that sort of work, you know, workshop can be personal, but, but I, it's a lovely thing to do with your colleagues because sometimes we just, we just don't get to know them well no, enough, do we? No, exactly right. You no. Know, what they're about. Um, and I think, you know, after the few years we've had, we probably have sort of all defaulted to staying in, you know, <laughs> um, being sort of almost a bit defensive about life, you know, it's sort yeah. of, we've all got a bit flat. And so I think, you know, the jolt of energy, the remembering things you'd love to do, feeling like you want to get out and about um, is just a wonderful gift, you know, to people. Well, you said so using I, like, that muscle, those. using yeah. that brain muscle, that's what we got out of practice of. Um, Absolutely. Just a, a couple of things that I really loved about it. I love the Imaginarium house rules. Yep. And we've touched <laughs> on some of those, but no judging. Yep. Um, no second guessing. <laughs> Any dream, adventure, or an experience that pops into your head goes on the list, and anything is possible. Yes, three you very know, cool rules. I it reckon. is, and and one of the ones that um, I often have to make clear to people too is, you can add somebody else's idea onto your list. You know, there's no proprietary control no. of these. <laughs> So feel free to be inspired by other people's dreams and, and adventures. Um, and that's where actually other... where social media is so powerful for this, you know, to be able to see what other people are doing and experiencing. The um, bit that I really loved about this as well visually, um, yeah, of course, if it's a book and it's got lines on it and we're writing on the lines, okay, that's nice and structured. But And I don't know, maybe you got some... Uh, someone gave you the idea about this, but it's like um, they're hexagonal boxes that you're writing in and it's like a beehive. So one of the bits that I really loved about it, uh, Peter, is rather than just being a book with lines on it, writing at a, a list, it's, it's in these hexagonal yeah. boxes and it's shaped like a beehive, so it feels like they click together. And I, even just writing them out, 
started to get to the point of saying this one doesn't feel like it should be grouped with these other ones. I'm going to start a new one over here because that's more over with that sort of thing. But um, I think what it starts to give you the picture of is that all these things yeah. click together. I really sort of like that visual yeah, 100%. of that. And it, um, they feed off each other too. So once you sort of allow yourself to imagine yeah. one, you're like, ooh, if I can do that, maybe I can do this, you know. Um, I've even seen uh, families do this sort of at the beginning of the year, sit down with the kids and really think, what are the stuff we want to do this year, guys? Where, where would you love to go to for holidays? Mm. Where, and get the kids engaged in, the, in this. And so sort of building out the Imaginarium yep. for the family, which is interesting because you can reference back to that with choices. Well, we're not going to get as much takeaway because we're saving for that thing we're going to do, right? You're like, you can sort of sort of bring them and fold them in. And I think, you know, teaching kids this at a young age, teaching them to value experiences over things, because that's sort of what ends up happening with this. I mean, there'll be things. There'll be something you've always wanted. Somebody, I want to buy a Harley or I want to, you know, mine was a Mustang, which I managed to get uh, not so long ago. So, you know, there will be things, but it certainly has a experience lean, you know. (laughs) So that's a great thing to sort of gift to your kids as a, as something, a skill that they can use later in life. Very cool. Well, Peter, that's been a great, um, great chat about dreams, adventures, the Imaginarium, which, um, I'm sure has has sparked the curiosity of some of our listeners. Um, anything you'd like to leave us with on the, on the way out? (laughs) Yeah. Look, I think on the way out. (laughs) Look, I think... Um, I thought I didn't frame that very well. Did I? <laughs> Not at all. Um, I think I'd really encourage people to cut themselves some slack on adulting, sort of own up the fact that everybody's got different skills and experiences and we're not taught this properly. I mean, I personally think we should have like an adulting class at school. <laughs> so they're taught, taught yeah. skills. Um, and to that end, I'd love I'd love people to reach out to me on socials. You know, I'm... Peter MD, P-E-I-T-A-M-D, and just message me with, you know, what are the adulting tasks you think are holding you back or that you struggle with? You know, what what ones make you feel like you're not on top of things? Because we've got to acknowledge those so that we can resolve them and then chase after those dreams, you know. And while you're there, tell me yeah. what's something you've always wanted to do, you know, but never got around to. So, yeah, I think cutting ourselves some slack, you know, just get, look, everybody is bad at this. <laughs> Don't kid yourself. Yeah, and that's really you know that person. There's sometimes it's all right, exactly. all right, not to be an adult, right? And in fact, you know, I'm <laughs> be that kid. Be exactly, that kid. I'm um, working on on my next book, and and I'm seriously thinking about calling it, you know, grown ups not allowed. Um, you know, knocking off adulting <laughs> without settling down. You know, without settling, living that life of yeah. adventure. Because I I think that just sounds like fun to me. What a fabulous life! Yeah, love it. Beautiful. No worries. Thanks, Peter. Thank you for having me. Been great. We'll chat soon. See ya. If you're looking for a community of like-minded people who are going on a journey similar to you, then I invite you to join the Grass is Greener Facebook group where you'll connect, share and learn from other people just like you. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Peter. I know I did. She's doing a fantastic job with their clients and, and uh, with other people too. I was able to sit in on that session. Uh, it was very inspirational. Just on the theme of the way Peter attacks this, you know, start small. Start with a mini adventure and build up 
possibly with some bigger ideas. Just get freewheeling. I think Peter mentioned in the chat there the power of that and, and the power of writing this down. Don't don't underestimate that. It is huge. Get out there and, as Peter says, be the hero of your own story. The information in this podcast is of a general nature and does not take into account your own financial objectives, circumstances and needs. You should consider your own personal situation and requirements before making any decision. If you have any concerns or questions, please contact me. That's the end of another show. Remember, the grass isn't greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. See you later.